what's up, Stim Music Nation? Before we start part two of episode 21, I'd like to say happy Nesby National Convention Week! Sending love to all my Nesby family all over the world. We are getting ready to hear from our Nesby Professionals Chair in just a minute. But before we do, I want to let you know that the Society of Women Engineers Wichita Chapter Engineering Expo is coming up on April 17th and 18th. Usually this event is in person, but due to COVID precautions, this year's expo will be virtual. STEM Music will be a part of this virtual expo with a hands-on activity and a STEM Music virtual concert. You don't want to miss it. I'll be sure to put the link to the Sweet Engineering Expo in the description of this episode. All right, let's jump into part two of episode 21 featuring the amazing Camila Samar Majid right now. So before we jump and turn the corner into um, music and talking about the songs we chose um, and your your musical career, which is a whole nother amazing <laughs> journey, um, just briefly tell us about your role right now that you're sure. in. You told yeah, us that you're sure. at Merck now. Um, yep. And then also I want to talk about Nesby, um, you being the professional chair and, and what Nesby provides for Absolutely. our young professionals and professionals in general. So just a brief little description on like yeah, what sure. you do yeah. in your role as associate um, director. Yes, yes. So I have the honor of being the associate director uh, in the network strategy and execution team. And we exist to manage source changes. And what we mean by that, if you think about, let's if you if you think about your typical, I'm going to say tablet, that product, that product along the supply chain node goes for about maybe six or seven steps. You start with the raw material, you put it together. And I'm not even talking about the molecular side. I'm not on the research (laughs) side. Let's just say y'all already figured out what it's supposed to be. So you take the raw material, you put it together, it becomes you know, an active product ingredient, and then you spray dry that active product. And then it becomes, you know, you go to the formulation product, you get this nice powder, and hope you're counting, that's a third step. And then it actually becomes a tablet, and then it goes into the packaging, and then it goes down to distribution centers, and it eventually gets to your local pharmacy or doctor's office, and then to you. So that entire thing that I've just described is basically your supply chain, right? Mm -hmm. So my group, which is an amazing group of people who have been on all parts of science, technology, engineering, and math, primarily manufacturing and production in the regulated environment. Okay. We exist to lead the technology transfers. And then I'm talking about millions of dollars. I'm talking about big technology. We take the technology from one space and we transfer it to another space. And we do that for a number of reasons, right? We do that where we need to optimize the production where it is uh, much more cost-effective for the company. Um, sometimes it's better to optimize our supply chain in a particular country for obvious reasons. Um, you know, maybe the supply is greater there. Um, you know, perhaps it's better to make that product or products in the United States. It doesn't matter. But that's what we exist to do. So it's literally like leading these large scale technology transfers from one space to another. And, you know, sometimes you want to, you know, make sure that we increase our opportunity to de-risk any risks that would be involved in, in producing it at that space. So I have to tell you on any given project, and I manage a number of them, I've got about 15 to 17 persons on each team. 
Um, it is a total team effort. Sometimes it can take three years to transfer to technology. Sometimes it's five or six years. But wow. I mean, highly collaborative, um, highly cross-functional. You meet so many people, so many people that have done amazing things in the company. But I'll tell you one thing, Roy and STEM Nation, the one great thing about it, and we talked about passion. I realize that where I started is where I need to be for now, you know, meaning that to be able to work within a company where we are, you know, just, you know, we have this amazing pipeline, we're discovering all these products and that's going to give our patients one more day, two more days, two more weeks, a couple months, years to spend with their loved ones and to you know, live out their purpose in life is what I really enjoy. It is about the patients, you know, you uh, and I, Roy, and even, you know, your listeners, you know, in STEM Nation, I'm sure that we've had some product from some company that has helped a loved one, even yeah. ourselves, to just live that much more of a better life, you know, healthy or, you know, we're trying to cure diseases, but, yes. you know, we're not there. But if we can allow you to live that much better, I just love that part of this role. And, and I love that we're able to do that. So um, that that's what I do today. It's highly collaborative, like I said, and I draw on all of my experiences to do this job. And I need all the energy to do this job. As well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love that. that. And it sounds so rewarding. So that's very encouraging too, for young professionals that, Hey, you know, if you're, if you're starting now, it just as we've said the whole you know entire time on the podcast learning so that you can get to roles and places and positions where it becomes so much more rewarding or if you're in a rewarding spot right now cherish it you know cherish it take Absolutely. advantage of it so i want to talk about uh, you being nesby professional chair you know which is incredible we got we got royalty on the podcast so um in regard <laughs> yeah where's that crown at i see you i see you. We, um, we we you know we have you on here and so uh one of the things and this is more specific to nesby stem music nation but it's still in, in general some of the things that i think could help uh professionals but um what what kind of uh, opportunities um, and, and skills maybe, or things that you would be saying to a professional who may not be involved as a Nesby professional, but maybe they were as a Nesby collegiate student. Yeah. Um, you know, why should they become a Nesby professional? I know Stim Music Nation, I told her uh, before we started the podcast that I think I was MIA in regards to membership. Like I took a definite break from leadership, you know, until maybe years down the road, but I was MIA for maybe three to four years or something like that. And then in the past two years, I've re-upped and joined as a professional member um, in Nesby. And so um, I would love for you to just share, you know, what's in it for the, the professional uh, to become a part of uh, Nesby and, and why is that a valuable thing? Yeah, so I'll say this, you know, you know, um, we do all that work for those who get to join Nesby as either a Nesby junior or part of the pre-college initiative program or even as a collegiate, you know, that's the shortest time that you're part of Nesby. When you join as a Nesby professional, it's a lifetime of, yeah. of membership, you know, and um, I, I always say this as you as you aspire to learn and grow in your career, Nesby professionals is a space to really complement that growth and that learning. Um, I always personalize it, right? And let's take away my title for now. You know, I'm in it because I still find value. I, I find that there's an absolute opportunity to continue my networking and to build my circle, build and maintain my circle, right? Secondly, I think there's an opportunity to continuously develop my skills. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I love that I have, you know, I guess this year made it 21 years of experience, 
but there's still more to grow. There's more ways that I need to articulate who I am in my particular industry. And I think that it presents a, a wonderful opportunity. And the third part of that is the opportunity to continuously give back, right? Because as I spoke about in my Nesby journey, I had upperclassmen, you know, when I was, you know, when I was a freshman and sophomore that said, hey, let me tell you what you need to learn and, and grow. This is how you get there. I drew from their experiences. And I think for us to continue to build, build, and actually, Nesby, we're still building 10,000 engineers by 2025. We've got that amazing, audacious goal. And we're just about halfway, halfway there. I think last count, we got about 5,600 on record, which is great. Wow. So we're well on our way to be getting there. And I think it is just things like that which helps us. I'll say this more specifically. When we did a comprehensive professional membership opinion survey in 2019 to understand, ask the same question as you, why are you involved in Nesby? Would you believe that over 90% of the respondents said the very same thing? They're there for the networking. They're there for the opportunity to, to get professional development. And thirdly, it is a clear way for them to articulate their give back. And that give back is in mentorship. Mm -hmm. That give back is also in philanthropy as well. Nesby is a great place. If you want to figure out where do you put your dollars, I mean, hey, some people decide to give to other organizations that I want to name them because I don't want to polarize anyone, but it's a great way to give. And, and I've said this, my, my platform this year as a national professionals chairperson, my vision is excellence in membership. Mm -hmm. And I've had this mantra that I've said to everyone. And I said this, the best way that you can give and serve this organization is to be a member and to embody all of the attributes of a Nesby member and all that you do. That is the one thing that you, and it's the most powerful position because two things, Roy and STEM Nation, let me share with you, is that when you say I'm a NSBE member, you are identifying everything about your likeness with the organization. So you hitting the mission, boom, 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 boom. You're hitting it, right? Exactly. You're identifying. You know, we identify ourselves with clothing, with hairstyles, with earrings, all these type of things, right? But now you're saying, I, Roy Moy III, I, Camila Samar Majid, I, STEM Nation, I am a NSBE member. That identifying thing is, it's like identifying with a group or I'm from Wichita, I'm from New York, I'm from New Jersey, right, I'm from right. Puerto Rico. When you identify yourself in a organization, that is powerful. So that's why saying being a member, that's power. The second part of that is that then the externally facing part is that you're telling non-persons of color that this organization here that's almost close to 50 years in, ex in existence, it started with six black young men at Purdue University that yep. said, we need representation, we need a path. You're saying that this organization is still relevant because, you know, connecting to what I said to you earlier about the 10,000 engineers by 2025, that whole goal is coming into fruition. That's the I ones that we it. counted. I love right? it. So to me, if you find the networking, the professional development, and that give back fits you in some way, shape, or form, that's your reason. It's there. It, it's what I articulate, and it's also what a lot of our existing members have said. You know, I, I'll, I'll say this one um, additional comment is that for those of us who spent a lot of years being a leader, you get burned out. You'd be yeah. like, oh, Nesby, <laughs> don't call my name, right? But your most powerful place that you could be is to be a member. Yeah. Just be a member. Keep identifying yourself with Nesby. If you have, you, you know how many Nesby former, former Nesby people I'd be hearing out there? I said, 
Just pay your membership. Just pay your, your pay your pay them dues, Nasby family. How, how, listen, how you think Nike got so popular? Mm-hmm. How you think Jordans got so popular? Because everybody's like, yo, I'm wearing them Jordans, yo, mm-hmm. for real. I'm mm-hmm. wearing them. How do you think Tim's got so popular? How do you think Coca-Cola is a go-to brand where people say, they don't say I want soda or some of y'all say pop. They don't say that. <laughs> They're like, give me a Coke. That's exactly. what it is. Exactly. If we do that, I'm telling you, Roy, what a difference. Like, then there, there'll be no longer people saying, well, why should I be a Nesby? It's like, why are you not Nesby? Like, why are you not? Yeah. Like, I'm just saying, like, we cool over here. So we have seen, and I have to tell you, today there is a resurgence. The Nesby professional segment is growing. We I'm are- a part of it. I'm a part yeah. of it. And I think you, know. you have to remember, you you know, at, like I said, this is very Nesby centric. And so you can apply this if you're in partnership or if you're part of suite, you can apply this to any other organization. Absolutely. But just having to remember all that was, you know, given and poured, and, and, you know, poured into you. And I love what you're saying about just being a member. It actually, you know, makes me feel very um, like, okay, I'm, I'm glad that I, I re- rejoined because sometimes you do feel, especially if you served in leadership, you feel like, oh, wow, I'm not serving in leadership, so I'm not bringing the value, you know? And so you're making the case that, no, just being a member alone. Identify with us. It identifies us, but it also provides you the access to the skills and things, should you want to, right? Should you want to. Um, Should you want to. So, oh, man, I love that. That was such an eloquent um, and thoughtful way to speak about, um, you know, professionals within Nesby. And so if you're a young professional out there who wants to be, and by the way, Nesby is open to everybody and anybody. So yes, yeah. it is specifically calling all black engineers, but we're open black to- Brown, any, come on over. Come, well, come on you. over. So right. um, th- this has been so awesome. Now we're going to take this turn to music, okay. which is something right. we both love so much. I'm ready. Come on. I'm ready. <laughs> yes. I, you're the only guest that I can do this with. You know, like yes. this is- a, Come on now. What, you, what are we singing? Can I know. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Nobody else is singing on the podcast. So what? this is amazing to have you. So oh um, just, you know, t- talk to us about your musical career, mm. um, balancing m- music and a full-time engineering career. Um, yes. You know, I, like I said, Sim Music Nation, I'm truly following in her footsteps. When I met her at that conference and I was, I don't know, I was singing in some, we were sitting somewhere at like a bank in a banquet room and I'm singing all these songs mm-hmm. and she's like, you know, I'm a singer too. And they were like, get up there, Camila, come on. And I think we were even singing something together at the we time. We did. And, and I wish I, I could remember the song. I was I trying know, to remember I for the life remember. of me. I'm like, cause then they were like, y'all need to sing another song. Cause we yeah, were harmonizing. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. you see, I was like, we about to pass the collection plate for y'all. Making I'm so glad you remember that. <laughs> yes. I remember that. Yeah. And so I just remember like, oh wow. And like you said, we were harmonizing and to me as a singer that's how I know when someone can sing because it's like you know to to harmonize that's a little tough for people who might just sing in the choir and they have to be absolutely you can just harmonize you know and freestyle and all that and so I was like she's a real singer like and then that's when I found out you're a jazz you know artist and um it really gave me the permission like I said and and the the foresight and the blueprint to just be like oh I can actually go on and do it so so just tell us tell us about your journey as a jazz artist um you, yeah. your, your roots in it and your experiences in it um, yeah. and then we'll jump into the music sure sure so so uh roy I, i'm going to start by saying this music is my gift from god it is part of my purpose amen it is my muse it is my outlet it is my balance it is my peace mm. it is my spirit it is my soul and, and I and I mean all of that, and and my cheeks start to hurt because I, that's beautiful. It's beautiful. I can't smile anymore when I think of how I feel when I hear a melody, when I hear a song. So I come from a family that has musicians. My father 
was a very popular calypso singer in Trinidad and Tobago. He went by the sobriquet, which we call it, that was your name, okay. Danny Boy. And my dad was fantastic. I, I wish they had footage back then. We've got some photos and we've got a couple of 45 albums that we get to listen to. And um, I would say music was always in my household, right? My dad always was playing music. Now my mother has a musical ear. She doesn't have a voice, but okay. boy, my mom, she's got a sharp ear for music. And, I, and I'll say this is that I, um, I didn't know that I could sing. Uh, and I, I'm going to be very honest with you. I, I started, and actually, I think my mother and I were talking about this um, just recently. I picked up the B-flat clarinet when I was in fourth grade. My, my, my fourth grade best friend, her name was Oni Mitchell. And she said, we're going to join the band. And I was like, all right, at that time, I was doing whatever Oni was doing, right? <laughs> okay. Like, Oni, I, 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 she's somewhere in Jersey. I guess I got to find her and still thank her, right? And we joined, and I love that B-flat clarinet. I wouldn't be found nowhere without that clarinet. So I learned to read and write music. I had an amazing wow. teacher, Mr. Glenn Stanford, who was the toughest, craziest, smartest teacher when I say crazy he's if we played a wrong note he used to take the stand and throw it like I mean this was this was late 80s so yeah, we have yeah. all the rules we got yeah. today y'all may he rest in peace but man he was a perfectionist wow. and he wanted us to learn and respect music so mm. I can tell you now I still have my book that and I made all my notations and when I first picked up that B flat clarinet he taught me discipline but he also taught me to respect the music right mm -hmm. so that's where I learned to fourth and fifth grade I was a band geek I was in a band we're playing all these songs now when it came time around for elementary school graduation they had this process of elimination as way that they used to pick singers Long story short, it started with an auditorium room full of people and they kept dwindling down. They made Oni sit down. I'm looking around. It was me and my girl oh. named Sheree. And we up there singing. Um, what did we have to sing? <clears throat> this old song by the Carpenters, We've Only Just Begun. Okay. I don't know if you know. It goes, we've only just begun to live while lacing promises. A kiss for luck and we're on our way. That kind of song was oh, old. Oh, I love right? it. The music and nation, then, see? Y'all thought okay. I was joking. No, she, I was this, is, time. this is and legendary, then, <laughs> okay? Oh, I love it. Oh, and I love then, it. And you know what else we sang? And of course, everybody knows this. Um, Dion Warwick's That's What Friends Are For. Mm. So it was like, you know, the choral part we did with the entire fifth grade and then me and Sheree did like, you know, the solo part. part. Yeah, the soul part, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. So so that was my first time I ever sang publicly and man, that bug bit me. So from fifth grade all the way through high school, through college, I was in the band and the chorus, the choir uh, all the time. From then, I always sang at different graduations. I was that go-to person, but I'll tell you this, my family knew me as the person that loved the band. And like my relatives was like, you singing for real? Because at family gatherings, my dad was a singer. Or we would, you know, we'd horse around and play. Right. But I, I really, and I was never nervous. I was never like scared. But I used to be like, oh, y'all go ahead. I, I'm very humble and modest when it comes to music. But I was still, what I know now, Roy and STEM Nation, is I was just growing in my art. I was gotcha. growing and, 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 and just finding my way, you know? So um, yeah, that's how I started in music. And, and I would say specifically um, as I graduated, I earned my first degree, um, going to a school that was right outside of New York City. I used to go to jam sessions, jazz clubs uh. all the time, okay? And just sit there and soak it up and be like, dang. Now I'll tell you, because I played in the band, 
um, I picked up the tenor sax. I played the bass clarinet and all that. So I used to play in a jazz band and learned all those jazz standards and just fell in love with them. Okay. Wow. Like in love. So even today, I know more musically jazz songs and I have to learn the lyrics after. And I'll tell you, even with my own music, I write the music first. Like I hear the melody, the chords, I write that and then the words come, you know, and okay. then sometimes it's a little opposite as well. Cause I love poetry. I'll just write stuff. And then I'll be like, Ooh, this has a little rhythm. Okay, here we go. You know? So, um, again, that's really how I got started. And from about, you know, year 2000, 2001 is when I started doing it professionally. And, uh, you know, I messed up a lot, didn't know what the hell I was doing, didn't realize how much equipment and stuff I needed. But from then into now, it's been a great journey. Uh, balancing that with my career at times was a bit tough, but I always made sure that I respected this as my passion. I didn't want it to be like, Lord, now you said something like, Lord, to do it full time. Well, I would love it. I mean, I would love to travel the world and sing and this and that, but I got to pay this thing called the mortgage in this lovely house. You know? <laughs> right. You know? and, I, and I haven't yet been to a place where I can do that because I, I never want to leave STEM. That's the thing. Mm. It's like, the, the, the beauty, the magic, the struggle is trying to balance it, right? But you know something, my mom said something to me because I loved sports as well. And my mom said, get your degree. That piece of paper, as she would say, the piece of paper, because my family's from Trinity, piece of paper, don't go bad, you know, okay? Don't go bad, you know? And what she meant by that is that that's undeniable. Once you have that in place, the world is your oyster. You you can do so much. So I find there's a lot of freedom for me in music. You know, a, a couple of my most memorable, amazing things that I've been able to do on a professional circuit was absolutely the Tobago Jazz uh, Festival. I, I actually did that jazz festival twice. I had the beautiful opportunity to open up for Jill Scott uh, for Cool and the Gang on the final night. Oh my God. Oh, uh, that's amazing. It was so awesome. It was amazing to be on that stage. I was there the year prior and performed at something called uh, uh, Jazz on the Beach and had the opportunity to share the stage with some, I would say, uh, Caribbean di diaspora jazz musicians, which was amazing. Um, I've had an opportunity to be here. I've performed at the Burlington Jazz Festival in New Jersey. Most of the major festivals that are in New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania area, I've done so many of them, Mercer County Jazz. I've worked with a lot of musicians. One of my long-term, uh, long-time bandmates is Mr. Craig Holiday Haynes, who is the son of the most legendary badass jazz uh, drummers, Mr. Roy Haynes. So I'm telling you, like, there has been so many people that I've met along the way, and and I'm sorry that I don't remember everybody's name, but yeah, yeah, everyone has just helped me grow and figure out who I am. Of course, I would always want to do more, but because I balance and I choose to live out my, you know, one path, one career with my STEM career and also music. Sometimes, you know, it's it, it's tough because I want to do more in both areas. But you know, the most important thing is that I keep at it. I don't stop. I don't mm. stop. You know, on the other side of my house, I've got the studio put together. And when it's time to be creative, I sit down and I, and I do what I do. I sit down on that computer and the songs just come and I'm always just moving, you know, just it is it like I started. I said it's my soul. It's my peace. Mm. It's my muse. It's my balance. It is. Oh. And I do find I think that's so well put because I do I do want to do it full time. But I do find that one I also have to pay these bills too, right? So I'm still working as an engineer. But I do find that there is. Uh, a more sense of creativity and freedom that you talked yes. about being that it's like, I don't have to make this to pay a bill. Yes. 
I can just experiment or do whatever it is that I want. And I I think that is a very beautiful thing as a musician, as an artist. Um, And it's, I don't know, it's so much fun. And I think that's why I've really fallen in love with this music thing because it's music, but it's still in, you know, it's songs all about- you're balancing it. You're balancing. There there, there are uh, uh, engineers and production. There's an arts. There is engineering and design behind how you put sound. There are sound engineers (laughs) out there. I mean, we, we can talk all day about this. And what I like is that that zest, that appeal, that passion that you have, you are articulating it through this STEM Nation platform, which I know brings you a lot of joy. So as I say, never fret, it, it is here. You'll be able to do more on your platform and you merge it. It, it is, oh my God. I, it, I it's a blessing. It. It's a blessing. And it's it, like I said, it's awesome to have people like you in my life. And as we said before, this is our real first time connecting probably since that conference. But Deeper we, we, in music, absolutely. In, in music and in yeah. conversation. And obviously yeah. in Music Nation, we have, you know, social media has kept us connected. But yes. I think this has been, um, you know, so, so great just because I can be on here and just say like, thank you because you really opened that door in a practical way for yeah. me, right? When everyone's telling you your mentors and parents and like, no, you can do both. And you're just like, how? But, but and, they never tell you how. Yeah, like, the how the part thing. of it. And, and, and when that's something people will tell you, be like, can, can you just say how? How, how, I, how to do it. I and, have to figure this thing out. Whew. And the part that you, I think was the best thing, this is for trying to balance, you know, a music career and engineering career, but it's, I think for life in general, you just said, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Sometimes you're not going to know, but keep going. I think that's a beautiful piece of advice. So we are going to turn the corner and we're jumping yes. into five songs. So this is how this part works. I will basically name the song. And because you're a singer, if you want to sing a little line of it, hey, I'm not going to say no, because I love your beautiful voice. And I, okay. But um, I'll <laughs> name the title, the artist. And then I just, I listen to him and I'll just list out a couple of bullet points of what I thought beautiful. of the song. Um, okay. And then I'll say, Camila, why did you choose this song? So you ready? I'm ready. Let's Let's do it. So first one, You Will Rise, a beautiful song by Sweetback featuring Amel LaRue. I may be saying LaRue. LaRue, LaRue. I love the sax intro. Uh, I put, it had a nice groove. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the encouragement of You Will Rise. And, And the first line when she said, like, I have a story to tell. And I was just thinking about how everybody does have this story. Um, And we've so, you know, graciously heard yours on this Mm. episode so why did you pick you will rise when you listen to the words in this song it 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 is it is it is it's storytelling Mm -hmm. and i love how they merge the mood of the music and actually as you said that the sax is and then 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 the group you know the bass line so good it, it just sets the tone. And, and, and Amel LaRue's voice, you know, for your listeners, um, she is the lead singer of Groove Theory. If you remember, they had that song, tell me if you want me to, if you want my time. I'll share that with you. Okay, for, please do, for, please for do. Podcast. It, when you hear the song, you might remember, it was like 90s, they came out. But this song in particular is one of my songs that I use to motivate me. When I feel down, I play this song because the words... Let me let me see if I'll just sing a little bit because sometimes yes, I words are, it goes. Um, I had a story that must be heard about a little girl who wished she was a bird. She was unhappy living in a ghetto cage, 
but her, but her, her go, but her hand I'm blowing, her sweet grandmama say, baby, you will rise, limit is the skies, don't you let nobody fill your head with any lies, baby, you will rise, never compromise, milk and honey waiting for you, like, it is, it is, it, it is like, it, it was like a story that the grandmother said, she said, you're going to rise through every occasion, every struggle that you get through. And I find those parallels with some of the stories that I told you. And it, it is a song that never gets old for me. And, and, you know, musically the groove, you just, Oh, that groove, that groove is and, and beautifully sung. Water you, to it. you can sip wine to it. Yes. You can sip grape juice to it. You know, you, you can let your fro blow. You can let yes. your ears, I mean, everything. It's a, but it's a whole, it's a, it's a whole, whole vibe. vibe. It's, a, it's whole a whole vibe. vibe. And you sang it yeah. so beautifully. Thank I you. love that. Oh, I'm over here just, I'm in heaven. I don't get to do this often. So Stim Music Nation, <laughs> I'm taking advantage. Okay, the next song <laughs> we have is Majesty by Chronix. I watched the music video and, you know, heard the song at the same time. So I put Tropical Vibes, beautiful love song. Um, you are my queen majesty. That line, I, I, I love that. Um, I love the naming of the different women in the yes. song as well. Yes. Um, and I just put it at the last bullet point, beautiful music, just beautiful yeah. music. Here's so why another did you choose thing. it? So, so one of the things with me is that the song has to have meaning, you know, it's about the delivery, it's about the intention of the artist also. Yes. And then of course the, the, the selections that they make with the, the sounds. And to me, what I like about the song Chronics is one of those conscious reggae artists. Mm -hmm. But to me, I, I like to call him a world artist because I, I mean, sometimes we think of reggae, is it like Bob Marley? Is it like Shopper Ranks? Is it like, right. like this? But his is just this conscious flow. But what I like about that song is that it is telling women to honor who they are. Mm -hmm. And I love that he listed all these names because it's like everybody, Stacy, Kalisha, yes. Quita, Pam, Stephanie, everybody, it doesn't matter. And, and I just love, like, I, I can't sing or speak with this accent, but the music is again, another smooth groove, but the messaging is important. You know, so if you think that first title, you will rise and then majesty, right? Mm. That's how he's epitomizing this one. He's telling us to be strong and to find value in who we are. I, I love that song. That's so powerful. And yeah, yeah when the names were being yes. mentioned, it just- Yeah, it's, I was just thinking of the chorus. That's yeah, go ahead, give, give us a little bit. Yes, you are my queen, majesty. I love the, 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 and then he go, and it's funny when, and I hope STEM Nation go and listen to that song because he's a reggae artist, but you could hear those sort of R&B flavors. Yes, there, yes. You know what I mean? And that's what I, I enjoy. I enjoyed that. And even that. I don't know. It's not a play on, but just, you know, you are my queen in majesty. You are my yeah, queen. You know, like, like, yes, you are yeah, it's, queen. it's a, it's a, it was a beautiful song. That is so yeah. good. So good. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. by the way, I'm just like learning all these new artists and, and this has <laughs> been such an amazing journey. So the next one is my people, a remake Ooh. by Amber Mark, which is the version I listened to originally mm. by Eddie Kendricks. Yes. Um, wow. Wow. I just thought for like, the time that we're in right now in this country, the United States of America, um, race relations, it, it was just, it, it was such a song that like, I just want to play for everybody, you know, like, yes, it you is. Know, my it's people, a nation my, building. it's a nation so building song. And so I yeah. put, you know, love the drum intro. I think that is such a, 
I don't know how to describe it, but it's such a, almost like a cleansing of the palate when you eat and they're like, yes. oh, eat this to cleanse your palate or something. And so that so drum cool. intro is kind of like, all right, get get ready because we're going somewhere, you know? Right. And then the the line, my people hold on, hold on. Um, and then there's like a, there's like an initial, um, I don't know what to call it, but like a beat that comes in kind of towards the middle of the song yeah. that kind of transitions yeah. it even further into the song that it is. And at the end, she mentions uh, justice and um, you just have this vibe of like, okay, especially, and I'm thinking of it within a black and Latino mindset, cause that's who I am of okay. like my people, we got to hold on. We got yes. to, um, you know, be strong. We have to be aware um, and, and we have to demand what it is that we want and what it is that we know that we deserve as a people. Um, so anyway, I'm going on and on, but why did you choose this song, my people? Yeah, so I had only recently discovered that it was a remake by Eddie Kendricks. So I went along and read up about it. Now, Eddie Kendricks is one of the uh, founding members of The Temptations, right? Mm -hmm. And he was the one that had that sweet voice, you know, like the, uh, he had that more sort of like high tenor. The high, the falsetto one? He probably could have sang soprano, hello somebody. Uh, yes, okay. yes. But that was his song. Um, what I love about Amber's, Amber Marx's version is that she doesn't stray away, but she gives it her own feel. Yep. And again, for me, it's about the words, the lyrics and what she says. That drum intro to me is the call to action. There you go. There it's you go. It's the call bro. to action. And when you think about, you know, the Taino tribes in, in, in Puerto, Puerto Rico, Rico right? yes. Right? Yep. When you think about the African roots, when you sound that drum in the village, what does it do? Something's going on. There's an announcement. Everybody gather around. It's a call to action, right? And then what I like from the music side is the bass line that comes in, right? I'm like a wannabe bass player. So I'm always, I'm always trying to do this, the upright, okay. right? <laughs> I can't play bass, I wish. But her voice is so definitive. And she goes, my people, hold on. My, 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 my people. And then you go, and then you hear the background, hold on to love. Hold on to love, breathe out for love. You know, and it just kind of uh, just carries you. Like I get chills. I get chills right now. <laughs> yeah. When she delivers it. And when you look at the video that she does, she actually has praise dancers. And mm -hmm. I said, that ain't nothing mm -hmm. but God, y'all. That is it was love. powerful. It was that very powerful. Powerful. How she exudes powerful. what we need to be doing. I said, Woo! That's when you see vocal ability and that movement come together in the art form. But that song, again, I'm about meaning, Roy. Yeah. STEM Nation, it's about meaning. When I listen to a song, it's either telling me about love about or, or about how I need to think, how I need to grow as a person. Like, that's me in music. I will not be just singing any old kind of song. It right. Something. Yep. You, you praising the Lord. You talking about how we need to be better. Like, something. Like, it's got to have meaning. It's got to hit here. It's got to hit here. You know I what love, I mean? And I, it's I, coming from up there. It's coming from above, yo. Okay. I, come right. on now. You got to know what, so, what the source is. Yup, yup. That's the source. I, exactly. I love that. So we're going to turn take a turn in these musical selections because we got to highlight you. So okay. I, got, I got two selections on here. One, Soft like? Wind. Soft Wind by Camila Samar, Stim Music Nation, our okay. guest. And I, uh, there's a, a live performance of it. Oh, it was so beautiful, so descriptive. Come on, words. Come on, words. Like Just like she said as a listener, how she listens to music and what she listens to, yeah. that is so reflective of um, her, her music that she makes. And so I picked two songs that we're going to talk about. Um, uh -huh. and, and, and both are very descriptive and, and, and they mean something. And so yeah. for Soft Wind, the title, I think, is so beautiful because that's what I felt. 
and I'm listening yeah. to it. And I'm like, I love the music, like the, the instrumentation yeah. um, and your voice is floating over the music. And like that's one of the lyrics, floating through the air. Yes. Yeah. Right. And, and that's how your voice is going. I just, I just listen with my eyes closed and I'm like, wow, her voice is just floating through. And sometimes it's soft, but sometimes it's powerful, but some, you know, yeah. and it just was this, it, you yeah. took us on a journey. That's what I wrote. And then it reminds me, it takes me. So I had my eyes closed and obviously I was watching it first and I listened to it twice, by the way. Okay. Okay. okay <laughs> and, cool. and, and so I watched it first, but then I closed my eyes and I was like, I'm I'm in a the middle of a summer night, you yeah. know, with the with the lawn chair or a picnic blanket or something. It just took me to that place. Um, and I'm thinking of soft wind. So, uh, walk us through how you wrote it, and and yeah. I don't know anything else you want to share about. So, it? so I'll say this is that the song, the music was actually written and composed by um, um, Neil McNamara, who is actually a graduate of the Berkeley uh, School of School Music, of Berkeley okay. School of Music, right? And uh, Neil was one of the first musicians that I started collaborating with and performing with locally here. Like we used to get guitar, he's a wonderful guitarist and we used to perform in restaurants, you know, getting paid a little bit of money, they'll yep. feed us. But yep. gosh, we used to just hone in so much music. And when I listened to his uh, CD that he did, by the way, which featured the amazing incomparable Sonny Fortune, who is an amazing flautist okay. and um, um, uh, saxophone player. Um, I think he's passed on by now, but I mean, great, great work. Um, he actually did Softwind um, with him and um, I loved it. Now, again, this was instrument. This was instrumental music that they did. And I would always say Softwind, Softwind. And then there's a part that goes bum bum, ba da dum bum, ba da da. And I'd be like bum bum, like a tap on the shoulder. Yes. Mother Nature reminds us, and a place for us only floating through the air. Imagine what you'll find on the warmest summer night. Peace with me, sublime. Darling, take my hand, come with me. It's still not too late. As the air whispers all oh, so closely, come and feel the breeze. So it's just those oh, lyrics, don't stop. Those so lyrics. Not, oh, my God. Exactly. Oh those God. lyrics just came to my head. And oh I remember God. around that time. So something I learned from Brian McKnight, who's one of the most amazing R&B singers, writers, everything, is that he says whenever he would write, and this is when people used to buy CDs and you would read the, the, the CD liner notes. Oh, yeah. He would write the date when he wrote the song. And I started doing that because I remember I was in a place where someone remind like it was someone in my life at the time that I felt that I was like, yeah, you're like the soft wind, you know, you're, you're like this. And that that's, and, and, and I pictured me like, and this person just walking somewhere and it just, I felt that presence. And that's how I wrote the song. But, you know, from a, a standpoint, my, my earth, I'm an earth sign from the Zodiac, you know, calendar, I guess, okay. however you want to look at it. And I find that my muse is being outdoors, the sun okay. on me, the wind blowing. I love anything about nature. I like planting. I'm not the best with the green thumb, but it just made me feel like that. And it's just such a breezy song. I love the music and the music is very, very simple. But I remember on one of the versions and maybe the one you heard was the end when I was like, soft wind floating through my head. I'm floating with the soft wind, soft wind. I'm floating, floating, floating. And then I remember I was like, I feel so free when you're floating with me. I'm trickling down to the estuary. Flowing through my veins, oh, so lovely. 
I'm floating with the soft wind, soft wind. And then I would kind of do a little scat in it. So remember, I, I was an instrument. Oh, this is so amazing. So, the music nation, so. you get to hear it. You get to hear it. Okay, yes. No, I, I just have to say, it's amazing. This is so, this is such a special treat for me. Yes, I'm being selfish to music nation. I'm sorry, but this is amazing. Maybe but, but that's it. how it, it makes me feel. I know you got to get to another song, but uh, yeah, that, that song, I love it. And 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 um, my friend Neil had said to me, he said, I never thought someone could write such beautiful lyrics. He said that, he told me, he said, the intention that you put in the lyrics is exactly the intention I had when I wrote the music. And that was so flattering. You can't, but that's the thing. I, hearing this story is so special because it's like, oh, I didn't know it was a piece of music. I, you know, I thought it all came together at one time. And mm -hmm. so that's, that is what he said is true. That's how I, that's how I hear this song. I hear <laughs> like, these words match exactly what this. That's what he said. I'm music still is flattered. Singing. I'm still flattered. All for these real. Things. That's that. Yeah. So it's amazing for me to hear the backstory of how it came together. And I will say, estuary. The fact that you use that word in the song. <laughs> so during you know when we were doing the Stim Music show, right when the pandemic first started, we were doing a Stim <laughs> Music show on Instagram Live and Facebook Live. And one of the key words that we had, we had a Stim word of the week or something like that, <laughs> was estuary. So I was like, you put it in. She put it in a song. She put it in a song. You know, the waterway, you know, you know, yeah. emptying out into a larger body of water. So that, that was amazing. That was absolutely amazing. Yeah. So this next one is another one of yours. Um, I love the garden state. And so before I didn't even know, I didn't even know, you know, where you were from specifically. I knew it was like Northeast. And um, I was like, the garden state. Well, what state is that? Well, Roy, listen to the song. And so I listened yeah. to the song and it's, yeah. I, I basically put a tribute to New Jersey. It um, is. Mentioning different cities, uh, yeah. Sarah Vaughn and, and just the journey through Jersey. So what kind of made you want to make that song? So here's the thing, right? So I've been living in New Jersey for a number of years, originally from New York. And um, I just, I've, I've, I've had so much experience both in Southern New Jersey, Central New Jersey and Northern New Jersey. And New Jersey is not a very, very large state, but I have to tell you the culture is so different with each of those segments. And along the way, I mean, I've lived in different counties, different cities, and I've just picked up all these different experiences. And I'll tell you, there was a day I was driving down the Garden State Parkway, which is, you know, sort of parallel to the New Jersey, um, New Jersey uh, Turnpike, which is basically I-95, which we all know. Um, and I just, the melody came to my head. It was the craziest thing. Now I, now that I got my lovely iPhone, like I have the record button, I hit record. I can, it just came to me. You I and me like, both. That, that is just how, and I was like, and I think, well, how, well I, you know, sometimes with lyrics, I forget, but I think I was like, I'm the New Jersey Turnpike and up that Garden State Parkway. And then that was it. I will land up in Native Americans, pave the way. And I was driving up the northernmost part of the Garden State Parkway. And literally, well, they say Lenape, Lenape, I hope I'm saying it correctly. That was the Native American tribe that really paved that entire way there. So wow. it's just, and what happened is that I kept, I was in this sort of ornate feeling. I just kept writing these lyrics and then it just... It just came. So I have to tell you, um, since the pandemic, my, my communication with the New Jersey state has slowed down, but I'm really pushing to get them to adopt this song because to me, it is, 
it really paints the picture. I had released this a couple years ago, but just did a bit of a soft release to it. The government was changing over them, but I just think it's such an opportunity, especially now that we're going through the global pandemic. People want things to be proud of. And yes. I want people to I want people to have a sense of pride of residing in this state. There's so many great things that have come from it. And uh, it, it's a, it's one of my most proudest piece of works. Um, I actually, it was produced, uh, a co-executive produced by myself and a gentleman named Jesse Fisher, who is originally from Princeton, uh, New Jersey. He resides now in New York, but he's one of the most fantastic producers, uh, writers, composers. I mean, you would never think this short little white boy Jewish guy, he got so much soul. He's got everything. Roy, if he hears your voice, he would want to work with you. I'm telling you, he oh, is that's awesome. amazing. And so um, I actually, a, a friend of mine um, used to work with Lauren Hill. Um, and why am I forgetting his name? He would kill me for not mentioning his name. But anyway, one of my amazing friends, he's a trombonist. And uh, we've been friends for many, many years. And he toured with Lauren Hill for, I don't know, like maybe five or seven years. And I said, man, I got this song I need to develop, but I need a certain person for it. And he referred me to uh, Jesse. So, wow. Yeah. What a cool story. And by the yeah. way, we'll definitely talk afterwards because I think there's there's there might be an angle of how you could get that song um, um, to, to be incorporated in the way you're talking about. Because there's some Excellent. things that I'm learning on the side of children's music that I th even when I heard it, I was thinking, it's so wild that you said what you said. So we'll, we'll definitely talk about that. But I would love that. I'm I'm open for any ideas. Yes. I, I think that I could see young children, elementary school students yes. learning the song. That's, it's a learning that's, song. You're that's what I'm saying. When I heard it, aspects. when I heard it, I was just like, oh, if she wanted to do go this way with this song. So that's so cool to hear you say that. So we'll definitely yeah. talk. So the last song, the last song on the list yeah. is Sunshine, I Can Fly by Raul Midon. And I... I, when I tell you, I was so glad that this was the last song on the list that I had created. It it, it was such a beautiful experience, musically, vocally, mm -hmm. uh, instrumentation. I have a whole. I have. I usually have three to five bullet points. There's like 17, mm -hmm. but I'm just gonna pick a couple because I know you're gonna tell us mm -hmm. why you love this song mm -hmm. so much. Yes, um, I am. Peace begins inside. Uh, that line and that whole area of the song is just it. It, it just the lyrics in general, beautiful guitar. Okay, let me just pick two more. Uh, the Spanish part, he's he's Latino, that that gripped yes. my heart when I started hearing him singing Spanish. The harmonica, yeah. Yeah. the harmonica in there is just, I mean, amazing. And then uh, something very unique at the end is the falsetto to chest back and forth in the way that yeah. he did it in, this, in the recording that I heard. I was like, what? Like, is this person human? This is crazy. So why did you choose this song? Clearly, we know you love it. Yeah, Raul Medon um, is just a renaissance artist. Um, I don't even remember when I discovered him. Um, maybe 10 years ago. I, I don't even know. But uh, gosh, he is just, he's actually a blind artist. He's blind and plays the guitar really well, harmonica. Let me tell you, even if you lose one of your senses, it doesn't stop your ability to do music. But he's got a mixture of, you know, salsa, soul, R&B, groove, jazz, blues, everything all together. And you feel that. This song in particular was, it was almost like as if it was an ode to a love. Talk about sunshine, I could fly. Yes. And that's what I felt. And, and I said, you know, this is one of those songs where it doesn't matter what you love, who you love, how you love, like 
you can feel what he was communicating through the song. And I love the way, because he plays the guitar, he's able to caress his voice over every chord, which I think is so powerful yeah. for, for a vocalist, right? Yeah. And um, and then of course he pulls in the harmonica, but just when he sings sunshine, when you're with me, I can fly. Sunshine, when you're with me, I can fly. You know, it, it is just, I listen to that song as often as I can because his intention is so goddamn clear in it's that song. It's so beautiful. And the way he delivers it. And then he brings in that ritmo that we know. Yes. Ritmo comes in. When you feel that ritmo come in, you like. You know, you're just like, you know, it reminded me. And I said, wow, I really got to look him up a little bit more. It reminded me of the Loisa section of Puerto Rico, mm, right? Yes. Where you have so many people there that have the root. In, yep. in, 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 you know, they, they, there's a lot of people of African descent. That's here. that black section of is Puerto that Rico. Bomba. Is that, you know, yep, yep. It just had that, you know, to me, like for, for all of us who have that, that tie to Africa, that, that Caribbean thing, is it when I hear a drum or a rhythm, is like I could feel it in my chest, yes. right? So I was hearing that. I was just like, Ooh. it was good. Oh, it was man. amazing. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I, I yeah. enjoyed all of these songs. And this is, yeah. it's so, it's, I, I feel so fortunate to have you on Stim Music Nation. This has been a journey. I know <laughs> this is probably going to be broken up into two episodes just because That's it's great. so, it's so full of great advice, content, stories, music, you singing, which is a first. Okay. You're the oh, first. Oh, really? You're oh, the come first on, to be man. Everybody needs to sing. Like, this, so is, I, a, I, this I, is my life, my love. I love, I love it. Love. I, I feel so blessed and spoiled so we're down to the last question All and right. this question is you've already been i mean like i said a master class i feel like i've been in a master class <laughs> you've been dropping so many good pieces of advice but if you had to leave our stem music nation listeners with a final piece of advice someone who might be interested in stem a young professional or whomever you'd want to give advice to what would that advice be two things i will say um, create some words that serve as your guideposts in your life. And the first I'd like to share is authenticity. Hmm. The reason why I say authenticity is that it is important to be clear on who you are and what your purpose is. And if you're not sure and you're not as clear Get close to persons that will help you define what that purpose is and what that passion is. You know, really embody your authentic self, because when you're clear here and you're clear with whomever you aspire to, to follow, whatever your spiritual guide is. Right. That anchors you when mm -hmm. the going gets tough, when you hit a struggle, you get a little pebble in the road you could bounce right off of your strong foundation of knowing who you are. Right. Think about it that way. The other part that I would also say to use as your guide post is be audacious. Take a damn risk. Have, have, be, just have the audacity to just give a try to something, right? Be audacious. Be bold. Give yourself a chance. Give your spirit that zest, that interest that you have in something. Do it. Do what Roy and I did, STEM Nation, you know, and say, you see this music bug, this thing that God put on our heart? And our in our soul, in our mind, in our spirit, just go for it. Go for it. Go and do it. 
you know, G give it a try, you know, because you never know where it'll, it'll land, right? And, and and the last part of it I'll say is just have fun, mm. simple as it is. You know, if anything that we've learned during this global pandemic is we ain't in charge of all this. Well, okay, we well, not. What we have control over is the choices that we make in life. So you know what? Have fun. Smile a bit. Smile at someone. Share something special that you see in them. Share them something special about your life or, or something that you've observed. Because tomorrow is not promised. But you have this moment right here. So, so, so find some joy. That's really what it is. The part about fun is just find joy. And whether you're like this right here, I can talk to you for hours and hours. <laughs> Thank you. Our purposes are very clear in life and what we enjoy is very clear. So we can exchange on the STEM engineering piece, life piece, music piece, the spiritual piece. And, and it's because of being authentic, being audacious and finding joy. Set some guideposts up for yourself. Like that's what I would say, you know, and they can be anything. And if your guidepost ship is fine, but have a guidepost, have it. That is so powerful. That is so such great advice. And in this moment, as you just mentioned, um, I just I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for being the role model that I needed um, all those years back. And like like we've said, we were following each other on, on social media. So I've just been able to watch and be inspired. If it was you posting another performance or a graphic of something you were about to go perform at or an engineering uh, achievement, you know, it's it just you began to be those guideposts for me that I could see and follow. And so I thank you for that. I thank you for the advice and the encouragement. I feel like I get to leave this episode so enriched, encouraged, inspired, and full of joy. And so I can't thank you enough. This has been an amazing conversation. Thank you so much, Camila, for joining us on the STEM Music Podcast. Thank you. It has been my distinct pleasure, STEM Nation. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening. Keep supporting Roy Moy III and all that he's doing. And, and um, I, 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 am, I, I am here because I've been given a purpose and, and I'm glad that I'm able to articulate it on this platform. Create guideposts of authenticity, be audacious, take a risk and have fun. Such powerful pieces of advice. And can we talk about Camila's beautiful voice? Wow. Wow, wow, that scat singing took me out, y'all. <laughs> Thank you so much, Camila, for having this amazing conversation with me today on this podcast. I truly enjoyed our time together. Thank you so much, Stim Music Nation, for listening to this episode of the Stim Music Podcast. As usual, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at The Stim Music and on TikTok at Stim Music Nation. Our website is www.thustinmusic.com. And until next time, peace. Everywhere we go, call us the music.